Beardy and the Beast Media Club. This is placeholder intro song. Welcome to a very spooky edition of Beardy and the Beast Media Club, a spoiler-filled discussion into a piece of media. We will thief those spoilers as they fuel us. We're available here and on many other services with a list available at beardyandthebeast.com. If you're spooked and need a light in the darkness, give us a like or a share, or join the discussion in the comments or at our Discord. My name is Drew, and always we have Devin. He works for the phone company, Switching Division. Yes. <laughs> Joining us is a person who is as handsome as he is loud, a friend and musician, Jamie Stillborn of the band Heron. Hi, I'm Jamie. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. It is a pleasure to have you. This month we are revisiting films that scared us as children. Today we'll be discussing the 1986 sci-fi horror, Invaders from Mars. So Jamie, did this film manage to steal you away in the night and convert you? What, this time around? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, not so much. I do remember like as a child, like just sort of a background, I saw this uh, at a friend's sleepover. Mm. I went to sleep over. It was one of those kids. I, I think our parents were friends or something. One of those friendships that never really gels. You sort of try. But yeah. I went to his house. We hung out, played video games, I think in television or something like that. He had an old system. And we watched this movie. And I had terrible nightmares. And my parents had to come and pick me up. And I don't think I ever saw that kid again. So, like, in my mind, this movie was some sort of mythical, like, sort of terrifying thing, but not on the second or third watch as I'm an adult now <laughs> seeing it even compared to the movies I watched at the time I'm not sure what it was about this movie I have a few ideas though of what it was that scared me about it yeah I was I was wondering about this because this this is the first time that I've seen it so I was kind of yeah putting putting myself into the eyes of a child and trying to figure out what would be frightening about it mm. um and then, of course, I was going into more of a meta thing. Like originally, when they introduced the invaders, I was hearing this high mosquito, sh like shrill sound, and I was wondering if that's that, you know, that sound only kids can hear. Yeah, the thing at the beginning with the the credits coming in, it's like we're almost in a flight path of the credits <laughs> as they're coming at us. Yeah, that was very off putting right away. <laughs> was, yeah. yeah, that was. Uh... I mean, at least let you know exactly what we're in for with the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think the stuff to me that I could like this is the first time I've seen it as well, so I think I could see a lot of creep factor coming from a lot of the similar things we talked about when we were doing ET, just like the animatronics of it, mm -hmm. the fact that all of a sudden your parents are being changed into very completely different people very distant which you know juxtaposed with the opening scene mm -hmm. I, yeah. I could see there being i could see that being scary for a kid um oh, the concept of like losing your parents to an unknown force and people yeah. not believing you that your parents are different i think that was like i cannot pinpoint one thing in this movie is like i remember that scaring me but the idea of my parents being different and no one believing me probably affected me quite a bit as a child I, I could see that, like, as a conceptual layer, frightening a child and not being able to put words to it. They just know that they're frightened by this experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think the whole thing is kind of structured like a child's bad dream, too. Mm -hmm. Because characters, 
like they're in a, they're in somewhere, they're talking, and all of a sudden they know that the child is watching, and they say his name, and everyone turns and looks at him. And that's very much like a nightmare sort of situation for a child or what have you, like spotlights and everything. I think the whole movie is structured like a like a child's bad dream. Well, they, they kind of played that up at the end too, right? So yeah. They, they had him waking up in nightmare, and it, literally, it, yeah, it's. It's funny because it's like as much as I wanted to throw stuff at the screen because it's like, oh, they're going with this nightmare uh, idea. I think I would have preferred it if they actually stuck with that instead of giving that teaser. It's like, oh, no, something's actually wrong with the parents. Because and my reasoning behind this is it was I found it kind of jarring and I, I, I let it slide a little bit to the to the body snatcher idea that was happening here. Um. I didn't mind like the opening scene with the stargazing. I'm like, okay, now the acting is, you know, it's campy. I mean, the kid is terrible. Yeah. Karen Black's real kid, by the way. But then it went to like the acting fell apart so much and then kind of got a little bit better after the nightmare scene again. I'm like, okay, seeing it as a bad nightmare. It really sags in the middle, acting-wise, yeah. when they're sort of wandering around from from set piece to set piece. Yeah, yeah. It's, what bugged me is the the trip that we've referred to is uh, Sharon, which yep. is effectively like a child acting child actor who's very over the top and either acting like a child actor trying to act young or just something very abrasive with it, and yeah. that was screaming in the back of my head. Oh, yeah. entire thing. Yeah. It was, uh, it, it's bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, it was I hate that rip on a kid, but yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. Like, I, I don't mind mine so much simply because it doesn't reflect on the kid as a person. Yeah. No. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll post it to social media later. This person is 30 years, or wait, 40 years ago was a bad actor. Therefore, they're a bad person now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took a big break. He did this movie and then didn't work for a while, it looks like. But yeah, actually, Karen Black's real son. So I guess they got a chance to work together. Yeah, it was like when I was doing some post-movie uh, research, I didn't really see that much of a... Oh, what is it called? Filmography? For him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty limited. Yeah, there's a big like ten, twelve year gap. That's probably alright. Like, a... gotta let kids be kids. Yeah, exactly. Way. Maybe he found he didn't like it. That's what you sort of hope when you see kids uh, like actors go away. Your kids stuff is like, oh, I hope he found something he liked or what have you. Yeah. But, who knows? But uh... yeah, the as far as the animatronics go, just kind of pop back a bit. So, some of it, I guess, could have been frightening to a child. Like those big, like potato head things with the super sharp teeth. I mean, yeah, you see them once and they definitely come off spooky. The second time you start seeing them as goofy. Yeah, definitely <laughs> because they, they don't do much. Like it seems like, like Stan Winston designed them and created them, and they look pretty good. But uh, in execution, they don't do much. They sort of just stand there. It feels pretty, like old school, like an old school fifties uh, sci-fi movie where they just stand and kind of wave their arms. Yeah, they're pretty impressive. There's like a a person in there and a little person on their back. Yeah, like they're on a using multiple. 
Yeah, and then there's multiple, like, there's multiple legs and arms, and then another hand comes out. There's always something new, but they don't do much with them, as you say. And uh, they just sort of stand there. As a child, that would freak me out. But it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess some of that stuff, like, the the campiness of even the animatronics such like that, that could just be a throwback to the fact that this is a remake of a 50s movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't decide whether that was intentional or people were just given 70%, 80% rather than full because, like, the pedigree in this movie is pretty incredible with, like, uh, Toby Hooper, mm. uh, like, Poltergeist and, and uh, Texas Chainsaw, like, Dykstra, the guy who did Star Wars, doing all the effects that weren't the creatures, like Stan Winston, same cinematographer as, uh, like, a lot of Toby stuff. So it's all there, but it's just never really sort of pops or so i don't know what it is i think it's the script probably the script is probably the weakest part and everything just sort of hangs on that in general not unpleasant but not great i i, I did get a feeling that it was intentionally bad hmm. mm-hmm. uh, but like specifically in, going for that campiness yes uh you know in a similar way that you know uh, evil dead 2 like evil dead tried to be serious evil dead 2 is like oh this didn't work so when they made evil dead 2 they're like they just played even further into the camp that's uh um, you know yeah you could convince me uh especially when you look at like that backyard set like it, you could make a big strong argument that they're being campy and ridiculous because it does look like a, a universal backlot with with a curtain for the stars yeah it's pretty incredible like i love it and they light it so well but it's clearly a set and it's weird. The house is a real house, but it's a built. It was built for another movie, but they light it like it's fake. Like yeah. there's huge spotlights of it like that. So the whole thing feels campy and weird and, and off, which, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when you see things like early development, Spielberg was apparently in talks to direct the film. <laughs> like, I, I would, I could feel, it does feel like Spielberg, like a, a, a simpler Amblin sort of movie. Definitely. With yeah. the lighting, lots of cool, uh, like lights through the windows, like big pools of light coming through, lots of shades and stuff like that. That's what I quite enjoyed about it was the uh, cinematog- uh, cinematography. Yeah. I guess the like the the acting in a lot of places did feel over the top as well. So I I'm, I think I'm being convinced to this whole like campy for campy. Thing. As am I. I'm sort of back on board. And I'm like, I, is this movie brilliant now? Because like, <laughs> that, because if you look at through the lens, they're making sort of a campy mood, like Ed Wood sort of like we're making a, that kind of movie. It it works very well in that way. Yeah. Oh the the campiness really peaks up when they start introducing the Marines. Is it no? So when <laughs> yeah. definitely when when they. When they knock out the two scientists or whatever in the or- in the orange jumpsuits in the general's yeah. office with the mag- with the metal detectors, yeah, yeah, the way that like Buddy punches him, grabs his gun, and then he strikes a pose, like he's <laughs> he's totally in control of the situation. I'm just like, okay, I'm fe- I'm feeling this now. Yeah, it, on second viewing, I really did enjoy once the army gets in, all the like the walls exploding. It feels like a team. It's really sweet. Yeah, I th- I think this. I'm like drawing it all in right now. Both, both your guys's observations are kind of like coalescing in my brain. So that that campiness even would be thematically uh, appropriate if it was like a child's fever dream. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so if like if this is happening in its head, it would have this 
surreal, just like this type of movies that he was watching. He's clearly with his the way his uh, room is set dressed and everything. He's obsessed with space yeah. and aliens and everything. The first scene, yeah. they're looking at that kind of stuff. Cursing well, uh, in the first scene, which I always love in a kid's movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, just like that first, like the very first stargazing scene. I mean, you know, the, the, the Sharon in the room aside, like the parents, like their acting seemed like it, it was all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you, and you see that with the, like even with, the actresses they are. I mean, you got the SNL alumni as the mother. Weird seeing her in right? a dramatic role. I only know her from the Land Shark uh, <laughs> sketches from yeah. SNL. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Coneheads, it looks like, was a big one. She was. Oh, yeah. 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 I forgot about that. Swap to campiness. It's, it, to me, it's like, okay, at least the adults that you had here actually do have some ability, <laughs> like some of that acting. So I do think it was actually. And you, when you see comedic actors, it makes me go, oh, no, they, they were trying to do this. They, they were trying to be campy. I mean, yeah, she's also Jingle All the Way and Problem Child and all of this. I think it kind of makes that choice make sense, too. You're right. You're right. It seemed weird to me that she's in a dramatic role, but if she's in a satire of a, like this type of movie, it makes perfect sense. Well, I just hmm. see... So I'm, like, caught caught on a previous line. I'm just, like... I keep seeing these threads of uh, childhood and then stories. And then they did this, and then this happened, and then this, and it it seems structured in that way, and that's why it never quite jumped a shark, because it was just progressively like way off topic, I apologize. (laughs) No, you're right. It does have like a, it's got sort of these weird, it's an odd movie. I don't know, I I don't think you can make this movie today. But it's just got a really weird feel to it that I quite enjoy. Like, I watched it a couple of times, and I quite enjoyed it the second time, just watching more of how they were making it and what, mm. they, what they were using. And I, and I think Louise Fletcher, like the teacher, mm. but <laughs> I love her. Like, she is so great. She's so menacing. Like, I remember her especially. I and Of course, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, but I remember her from Deep Space Nine. And mm. she is so good at playing a villain. Like she's completely uninterested in make playing the character with any sort of sympathy, and so she's menacing and terrifying in this movie. Like every stern teacher I ever had, like mm-hmm. she just oh, oh man, getting shivers now, forty <laughs> <laughs> year old man. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what you were frightened of. Just at, I I at... would not be surprised. Again, the scene that I point out where it feels like a dream, where she says his name, uh, David Gardner. And then all the aliens turn around and the spotlights go on him. Like, mm. still give me chills now yeah. as, as, a, as a grown man. Yeah, so I can imagine that definitely would put me over the edge. Yeah. But there's no jump scares. There's no there's blood once when the aliens are shot. But nothing really scary. Just things weird and odd. I don't know. T- talking about uh, Fletcher's character eating that frog. That yeah. scene that immediately jumped out to me is like, there it is. That's what's going to scare a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was terrifying because the dread, the music and everything. Absolutely. Yeah, that stuff really affected me as a child uh, when they just kept building it up. You knew who was happening and you couldn't look away. Yeah. It, the one yeah. thing that I wanted in that frog scene just to go to nowhere is uh, that, that blonde haired girl from E.T. was holding the two frogs and just like screaming because she was so panicked. I wanted something like that, not just like. <laughs> so uh, did I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put a frog across the room. Yeah. I, I, I expected the same thing. It's like, huh, I could almost see them making homage to that scene. Yeah. Because uh, it, it felt that way when I saw that. 
what was the release uh what et was 84 wasn't it or 85 uh three two or three i definitely saw Probably. some et e in this and a little bit of hmm. aliens yep or alien yeah. singular alien yeah yeah well it's written by um what's his name dan o'bannon who wrote uh alien oh, what else okay right yeah exactly so you could end uh dark star is it called Dark Star? That first one, that weird one about the space cowboys. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, he, wrote, he did this. Yeah. He did the screenplay for this, so it makes sense. Uh, I love that it's a canon movie, like Golem and Globus. Like their particular brand of sort of mid-range sleaze was a huge part of my childhood, mm. and I had no idea that this movie was also like a part of it. And like the Kobe Hooper, like Texas Chainsaw, still scares the crap out of me. You don't see much of that in here. There's nothing really menacing about it occasionally they're following him with like a loose camera and those sort of creep me out but usually the camera's locked in and they're doing cool or they're doing cool stuff with it but nothing really creepy or like none of that following stalking camera that he would do a lot when he's going through the house in texas chainsaw or like no, uh was... the camera in the bushes mm-hmm. or yeah, exactly. halloween-esque sort of thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they did have some neat camera shots within this like even though not directly doing those following shots like there was a lot of offset True. cameras, yeah. like just things not instead of being, you know, um, horizontal, they'd be like tilted by like two or three degrees, just yeah. enough to make it unsettling when you're like walking through the house when he's looking for his parents. Yeah. And every, even in the day, every shot inside is just dripping in shadow. Everything's dark. They're showing mm. shadows across faces and everything like that. I do like, I think it's uh, initially, uh, or she's in the school, Karen Black, and she's talking to, um, the kids parents yeah and they're just it looks like it's a dolly zoom they've got her locked in and they're sitting still but the the uh, hallway is moving closer and closer toward them it's about a 10 or 15 second shot but it's really unsettling and very nice to see yeah i think i think that might be where this this film actually excelled is some of these shots were actually really interesting mm-hmm. for instance the uh when the robot starts freaking out and he's next to the tv it was kind of if i remember it correctly it was from almost the TV's perspective, a bit lower, kind of looking out into that foyer yeah. area where you see the shadow coming. Yeah. And I, I found that a bit interesting. Again, I think it was a little bit tilted as well, off by a few degrees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually where I, where I noted it. Um, was just before the robot came out. Is actually when I saw that tilting. Right, right. Um, um, and that's why, that's around the same time when he's looking for his dad and his mom shows up. I noticed all the shadow even during the day. Yeah, like in the in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At night, it's shot through blinds, but at the day, it's just darker. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. There was a, you yeah, know, there's, you know, it, it's funny because I, I was watching this and I'm kind of like, oh, and, and I was just thinking to myself, it's like, Drew, remember when we thought we were just gonna watch bad movies <laughs> for the channel, like way back before we actually started it? So that, that was the first thing. But it, it's interesting. So we're talking about this. I'm like. No, no, they, they, this was way too deliberate to be considered bad. Yeah, I don't think it's badly made or ever. It's just odd. And I can see how it, if it has much of a cult following, it's probably pretty small. Like, it never, doesn't seem like this movie really took off or anything like that. Yeah. Maybe, say, I mean, maybe, maybe on, you might see it mostly these days on kind of a, a bargain bin pop reference t shirt. But other than that, True. I'm not yeah. seeing they're going. Being that much of a fo- following, uh, the the biggest failure of this movie to me was some uh, was like structural. 
Like no, oh, nothing okay. about this copper was really explained. It was like, oh, we yeah. need a penny for the laser. Was, was it for power or something? I was wondering that too, because it was copper hills where it landed, and it's pennies, and you see them loading copper wire. Well, yeah, I think I, they were using it for their energy source, and that yeah. was it. <laughs> Is that what it was? Because I, I I missed it two times if it happened, because yeah. I don't remember that reference at all. You know, they, they they specifically say it's like, oh, the copper. That's what we have to use to power up the weapon, uh, and that was literally it. Oh yeah, it, it was their ammo. Can we talk about the weapons for a second? I, they're like these weird sort of boils on the side of like the weird blob monsters, and they shoot a weird Power Rangers ray. Very yeah. weird. Yeah. 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 Like, they use it twice. It's yeah, very shocking. Great things. Yes. It's <laughs> like, whoa, I was not expecting that. But there's yeah. some cool in lens effects. I, I liked it a lot, actually. That, that uh, thing was said, if, 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 sorry, uh, if this was like a nightmare from a kid, if the kid was living near something like a, an area that they were spooked by called Copper Hill, they would be like, oh, the aliens are going to come here and that's where they're going to go. Yeah. Copper's a reoccurring theme. Um, but it really needed a little bit more explaining. Just them coming in, you know, them throwing copper into a laser furnace, being like, oh, they're stealing the copper to power their technology. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, not to slide into a laser cannon and <laughs> disintegrate a poor marine <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that yeah i like the sound effects like it looks like a sheet and they're they've got uh, like blowing a fan underneath it when it's rippling towards yeah. people and then it spins and, and brings them down i think that was really cool oh in the sand yeah. yeah in the sand i like that sort of stuff with all the soldiers they kept rippling towards them uh and weird lion roars every time a, a uh a door would open downstairs and the alien thing it, it was literally a lion roar it sounded awesome i'm gonna I, I yeah, have to listen to that again yeah, i missed it the first time i was like wow that was definitely a lion it was very yeah. cool it's odd though because it's shot very uh well very lots of shadow and everything up top but as soon as they get down it's shot more like a star trek episode it's pretty flat mm. yeah. everything and i think mm. the monsters would have benefited from if it had more of that shadow and more of that hiding they were doing mm. above definitely. Because it's very, it's a very, it looks like it's a, like a pottery, almost like you're looking inside a clay jar with all these tunnels and stuff like that. And nice layering and like compositing and what have you, but lit pretty, pretty basic, pretty flat, like they're in a hurry. Who knows? You're, you're talking about the ship or? The, yeah, the ship. Or, going I, I, sorry, it. the tunnel underground, I meant. Okay. When, the first yeah. time he goes down there. Yeah. Yeah. It was very it was uniform a... lighting, very. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Almost like it was a second unit or something. Well, that's unfortunate too because the the curves and the kind of organic looking um, mm. state of it would have really benefited um, from a darker aesthetic. Yes, like yeah. a lot of dark shadows. There was a lot of crevices, uh, a lot of grooves yeah. in every structure. It would have looked so good. Absolutely. Yeah. And maybe right. if they they could have used some of that darkness to kind of hide the weird brain penis thing. <laughs> with, with the back leg yeah exactly i think i think it would have been from that and, oh yeah and then the brain penis thing that kind of looks like krang like the yeah. reader, and with the multiple irises yeah that was it looks great but very weird just coming yeah. out of little cilia yeah cool effects but if it, a little darker and stuff like that it really i guess is, is it supposed to be for kids is it supposed to be by the viewpoint of a kid hard to tell i'm more leaning towards the intentionally campy because a child's dreaming it the, the yeah, concept yeah. art would have looked real cool. I'll give it that. Exactly. Yeah, I can imagine Stan Winston's play designs and his pictures were probably badass. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
from the eyes of the child it's like okay i'm standing here there's an altar and then all of a sudden like this brain looking thing which would be a reoccurring theme with the copper spikes and the going into the brains from the back of the neck or whatever yeah those are i didn't notice that before yeah they're also copper yeah yeah so it's like I, i definitely feel that there should have been a little bit more explaining for my my not so hashtag super smart brain Hmm. <laughs> but I'll, I'll piece it together or just steal other people's ideas and then edit out when they stated the original fact. It's weird. It's not even really like a body snatchers movie either. It's like a, a like they're using like a radio signal. They've got an antenna in the back of their head, mm-hmm. which they put yeah. on on the most complicated system. I can't imagine how long that must take for more than a dozen people to lay them on a plastic thing and slowly <laughs> put a copper antenna in the back of their neck. Yeah. Especially, but, uh, like, it only seems like they had one room to do it too. Yeah, they did. They kept going back to that same room. I wonder how long that actor had to sit there. It looks so uncomfortable. That one guy. <laughs> oh, with it, especially because like his head was propped backwards yeah, on the yeah, whole, like exactly. plexiglass block. Yeah, I, I can't like... imagine. One thing that I, I loved about that room though was the fact that they used an RPG to break the glass to get into that room. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did clear the back glass though. I'll give them that. It was that was another campy thing, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna fire everybody. Clear the back blast, and everyone kind of split." In a, if it was a bad movie because it was bad, they wouldn't even bothered with that. They would have just yeah. had everyone standing there as buddy shoots. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. And all the the extras as army, they sort of all struck me as like the hot cops from Arrested Development. Like that <laughs> any moment they were gonna strip, <laughs> you never knew, could tell. Every way everyone was holding their guns and everything, it just made. It's all I can even get in my head. Is these are hot cops, and, and they're gonna fall to their base instinct and start taking their clothes off. I'm wondering, like, actually. All the military people were like attractive in some way. I'm wondering if, if if this is some weird like uh, this is kind of tinfoil hat, but weird like U.S. government military propaganda. propaganda. It's like all the attractive people are in the military. Yeah, <laughs> that would I guess what that would uh, rely on a lot of people seeing that this movie. I'm not sure if that was the case, <laughs> but who knows? Yeah. I I enjoyed it. Perhaps this was an important movie for for me. All it did for me was scare me potentially ruin a lifelong friendship with someone I can't even remember the name of now. <laughs> life, life could have gone so Oh, it's a real sliding door situation. Who knows, as I stare wistfully into the distance. See, this, the situation I had that was similar to the one that you explained was uh, with the original Child's Play. Mm. So, like, that spooked me out of a, a sleepover. I didn't go home, but I certainly did. Uh, stay up all night staring at the door because it was left open and like oh you're just waiting skittering. for yeah. oh man yeah. <laughs> terrifying giving the neighborhood that we were in it was probably a rat house <laughs> but uh <laughs> not a doll uh <laughs> how about you Devin? did you miss a sleepover because of a scary movie no i honestly can't think of hmm. think of anything like that um and again, like the scary movies that I watched, or movies that were scary as a as a kid that I watched, it was in the middle of the day, <laughs> a lot of the times, right? I mean, like again, Secrets of Nim, like, yeah, it was just a family movie that we would be watching. Um, and that one freaked me out. Dark Crystal, like those kind of movies. Yeah. I was scared of most movies, yet I I couldn't stop watching movies that freaked me yeah. out. <laughs> See the the VHSs that I had laying around as a kid were things like. You know, Power Rangers, the Santa Claus, like stuff that wasn't 
that scary. I do I do remember being scared of the original Terminator, specifically the scene where Arnold pulls out his eye with a was it a knife? Yeah, he's yeah. fixing it in the bathroom, right? Yeah. You, you look at it now, but it, it was terrifying at the time. Yeah. So that and I mean I was that one was a horror, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess so. The first Terminator was a horror. Switched to action in Terminator 2. That's true. This one is as far as like frightening as an adult. I the only thing I'm frightened of was the the child acting. Uh maybe the little girl. Oh, Heather, the mean girl who sucks up to the teacher. Oh, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. She that, had a that, look. Yeah I, yeah. yeah. I got the thousand yard stare when I saw this. I go, I remember that girl. Yeah. <laughs> it was a guy sometimes, too. Yeah. But there was always a little kid. Yeah. Oh, that this... sort of triggered me, definitely. But before I totally forget this spot, there was a point where class came out and all the kids were like running to their lockers. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it was a kid and he runs out and he's kind of like hopping and skittering like a child would. And he had a back at all, backpack on, but he was twice as tall. And I realized he's 20-something. And there's legitimately one scene where they have an adult playing a child running across. Really? Oh, hallway, I, yeah. I missed that. I'll have to go back <laughs> again. Hello, <laughs> yeah. fellow kids. Yeah, it was... Well, the thing is, what, what separates it is, like, it's not even that he looked old. He was legitimately twice as tall as everyone. <laughs> I forgot to use forced perspective on that one. Well, it didn't help. It was a low shot, too. <laughs> so just his legs? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like pointed upwards. It made him look even yeah. taller. Crazy. Oh, jeez. I like the, the shuttle explosion. There's all these weird little things. Like they would show the uh, truck driving towards the shuttle on the computer screen, like old uh, graphics. Mm. And then the explosion looked really cool with like a piece yeah. coming straight towards the camera. Yeah. There's some really nice practical effects here. I'm so glad they blew that. As soon as I saw the the liquid oxygen tanker, I'm like, that better blow up. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think I think I wrote down blow up a riot. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid mentioned something like, shouldn't we try talking to them? Did anything ever come of that? No. Yeah, that, one thing. No, no, no. They, they, they tried talking to them twice. There, there was the one NSA guy who tried talking to them and they got disintegrated. Right, 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 right. That's Bud. Wasn't that Bud Court or one of the guys was yeah. Bud Court? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he tried talking to the brain, and then they shot the hell out of the brain. Matt, I, I tell you, I watched this movie twice, and like in the last week, and some parts just slide off my brain. I don't know why I can't recall any of this stuff. <laughs> That's it's unfortunate. There are some forgettable bits. I actually wrote down that whole like, let's talk to them being super out of character because it came yeah. out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, just in, in the when they're in the sand dunes or whatever, yeah. the, the pit. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. until people were taking action to actually rescue things that Buddy was finally like, "Oh yeah, we should, we should, maybe we should try talking to them." And I'm like, yeah. is this is this scene a reshot? Like, it doesn't fit in the <laughs> script. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, Makes sense in the director's cut, I guess. There was all sorts of backstory. Yeah, release the David Gardner cut. <laughs> <laughs> we love we love extended or alternative cuts here. Yeah. <laughs> I I still I still think, and to this day, into the future, think they should redo Labyrinth as a musical. Yes. Oh, 
like a full-on musical, not with mu- songs in it, but just musical. Yeah. Like sing, sing talking. Incredible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was we also hinting at powers. When he goes into his house where we see the robot and everything and yeah. it starts getting creepy, the door closes by itself. Yeah. Uh, I for- behind him. But I do not remember any sort of hint of any sort of powers or anything like that, anything sort of vaguely supernatural ever again in the movie. Now, again, this slides off my brain, but I don't think I saw anything else. I can't remember anything supernatural. I don't even remember seeing the door close on its own. He just closes behind him. It's weird. I noticed him the second time. I was like, wow, does that happen again or anything like that? There's no powers or anything. The aliens don't even aren't even violent. They try to convince people to go back to Copper Hill. Like and they try to grab uh, like uh, David, but in general they just convince people. They take him on field trips. They don't, they don't snatch them. They're not violent. He's chased. It's very very weird. What were they snatching people for in the first place? Yeah, <laughs> like, just, I, it's just... I, I don't know why. Because if it's just for copper, I don't know why they were snatching school children. Uh, well, I mean, oh, I got, I got, I got it. All right. Uh, it would be the perfect and easiest vector into the parents' homes. Oh. Because they all coalesce in one place, the teacher has control and can just, like, bring them over and then send them home, and then the kids go, let's go to Copper Hill. And are they just doing that to, to harvest more copper? Is that the ultimate goal, you think? You Use use copper to get people so you can get more copper. The it's the structural problems of this film where it falls apart. So it's like yeah. n- none of this is explained, and we just have to guess. Yeah, I don't mind a little and theory the, crafting, but it's mostly. And I do. And the antennas are made out of copper. Like I'm gonna do some math here. How much copper are you putting into this uh, <laughs> abducting people? If the truckload is of any um, significance, if we were to do like a bigram like a by weight comparison. I think they uh-huh, harvested uh-huh. more copper than they actually used. I, you're probably right. What was yeah. the truck full of, the NASA one they crushed? And, was that just dry ice? I love a dry ice truck. It was, uh, it was just liquid oxygen. Up. It was liquid oxygen? Okay, okay. Yeah. I just love when lots of people like fidgeting with stuff around a truck with a smoke coming out of it. That's always a cool sign yeah. for me. That's why you need to blow up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just check off smoking truck. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh, one other thing I noticed, I like noticing gas prices in movies. I was looking at a Chevron sign. I had to rewind a couple times, but behind a tree, but I believe it said a dollar nine a gallon, which is twenty four cents a liter. So yeah, just a, a different time. <laughs> yeah, that that, now. that reminds me of <laughs> a, a time when I was very young, and my mom like got in line because there was this gas war, and I think it was something like. 35 cents a liter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like seeing those little moments and times in gas stations, seeing how much they cost. So wait, are we saying that we need to be invaded by Martians to get lower gas prices? Yeah, it's the only thing that makes sense, and I'm running on that platform, and I'm hoping you'll support me. <laughs> this November? <laughs> the... <laughs> I, I still don't know how that technology would work. We'll work it out in post. I'm just I'm an ideas guy. I don't I don't figure out the details. <laughs> yeah, I'm big picture. I'm blue just sky in this stuff right now. Yeah, yeah just don't bog just, me down with details. Just concepts. I gotta fly free. free. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> snap. Yeah. I'm, I'm painting a picture. I'll choose the colors. I'll choose the colors. <laughs> oh, 
one one thing that I really liked, and I I originally started off in the wrong direction because I thought they were using that mosquito tone that only kids can hear, and then it didn't become mm. a real thing. Mm. But the kind of like eighties synthy horror horror mu- music in the background, very yeah. like droning, yes, yeah. and some droning bass sounds actually did put some tenseness in the scenes like some it of had it's... you on the edge yeah, some of it stuck out to me as well i looked at the guy the guy works non-stop this sound guy but nothing really i like jumped on me but i uh i quite enjoyed some of those weird synth tones and weird like throbbing dissonant things it's interesting because like this is actually one of the times where i where i went the music took me out a little bit hmm. but like, cause again, it was just that little bit, a little bit over the top. I mean, in context of the conversation, I'm like, oh no, that actually works because I'm, again, I'm convinced this is purposefully campy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it made sense that it was a bit over the top. Uh, at the time, I thought it went too far. <laughs> I, I would agree in the first half of the film. Mm. In the second half, it kind of melded together and kind of realized what it was. Mm. So the the music kind of felt like it suited it more. Where originally, like I was very specific specifically noticing it. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm wondering if it's a change because the original original sound was very shrill and high pitched, and then it kind of got to um, a more droning sound as the movie went on. There was mm. two people listed as the. As the uh, like people who did the the score, so I wonder uh, how how the division was made. One guy doesn't even have a like a doesn't have a working link, so maybe this is his only credit. Not sure. It could be. There was only blood when the aliens were shot. Is that correct? There's when the 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 army shot a few of the the testicle aliens, uh, and then they explode. They shoot the rocket launcher right, and then. They throw silly string on them, like for yeah. their guts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah. And I think that's yeah. maybe the most the vilest part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. To, to, to um yeah, actually it. Uh, yeah. Um uh, actually. Uh, the kid did cut his cut his finger. Oh yes. So that was course. the <laughs> the only injury to uh, to a human. Yeah. Of course, that was the inciting incident. No, it's not the only injury to a human. A guy literally got disintegrated. Whatever he's with the NSA, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, that's into, <laughs> some some bean counter. <laughs> They're not really people anyway. <laughs> oh, so the the one thing when you're watching a movie and you get to that scene and he's going up and you're like, dude, you're totally gonna get disintegrated here, and it does, and you're like, I don't know, just that character. I wanted it to happen, and when it happened, I felt fulfilled inside, yeah. in my heart <laughs> of hearts. Sometimes, the, yeah, like oh, this guy sucks. You, you're gonna, have, <laughs> you're gonna feel uh, satisfied in a minute or two here. Yeah. yeah, that is always quite nice, actually. It was really satisfying when um the teacher got eaten, and you just have the one like alien just laughing for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> just jumping to make his his hinge mouth. Um, yeah. the woman is so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Look like a guar show the way they fit yeah, her. Yeah. Like they're, they're feeding him to gore or feeding her to Gorgor is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that again, just another thing that kind of feeds into the concept of like a, ch- a child's nightmare because you'd expect a kid to be like, and then my teacher got eaten by the alien, and then the alien started laughing. Mm-hmm. Was it awesome? It was probably yeah. awesome. 
Yeah. You're right. It does have that and then quality. Yeah. The entire movie does have that and then quality to it. It doesn't seem like they sold it like it was going to be a campy sort of fun movie. Like this is a serious Invaders from Mars, almost like you're getting an updated version like Invaders of the Body Snatchers. Mm. But it's not that at all. The trailer is much more like straight, but it's more campy and goofy and fun. It is quite fun considering all the stuff that's happening. I had a good time watching it. I definitely, I enjoyed my experience watching it. I, my my big thing and my biggest thing, whether rating for a movie as to whether or not I like it, is do I want to just turn it off and leave? And I never had that kind of aspect. I definitely had some groans, but I also had some like, once I accepted it. Yeah. yeah. I had groans, uh, but they were like the right type of groans. Like I, I wrote well, like a the, like a dad joke kind of groan. Like yeah, like I, I wrote halfway through. It's like I now want to watch this movie in a theater, all Rocky Horror style. It would be a lot of fun. Like, I want theater. to watch this with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched Wait. it with friends a second time, and we all enjoyed it together. Yeah. Wait, ro- ro- Rocky Horror, as in like, like a play set piece and audience involvement because i would be so into it invaders from mars yes he means he means while wearing fishnets that's what he yes i mean (laughs) you can wear fishnets whenever you want no one's stopping that's right buddy (laughs) we support you yeah but it would be fun in a setting there i have had the opportunity i went and saw the evil dead it was evil dead evil dead 2 and army of darkness all at the rio in vancouver in a row and that was lovely movies i'd seen dozens of times before a fresh set of eyes when you're in a group of like similar minded idiots. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think anyone is picking this for their, let's watch a Toby Hooper movie. Like there's three other movies, iconic <laughs> films that you could pick. There, I don't think people are coming for this one. I, I could see a group of people being like, okay, to- Toby Hooper fest. We're going to, we're going to watch all these movies. And then someone, just perking up in the background, like even Invader from Invaders from Mars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so like, weird, well, but I well, guess yeah. we got to. Yeah, for completion's sake. It's just yeah, it's a it's a fine choice. Not my first choice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know what? I'm 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 happy to have seen this movie now, though. To have this yes. in my like my brain space because there's Definitely. nothing there's nothing offensive about it to me. Um, not offensive in like a moral speaking, but in like, um, like the way it was filmed, even even the lacking script, even the presence of a whole lot of bad child acting. There's nothing that I'm going to think about two months from now and be like, that movie was terrible. Why did I spend that time? Exactly. In fact, this I could see me coming up with uh, weird inside jokes that no one gets based on this movie. This is a perfectly good introductory movie for us, say, getting my kids primed for sci-fi and horror, what have you. Here's a gentle introduction yeah, that you can introduce them. Yeah. Before we hit Robocop, maybe try something a little lighter like this. Get them on Invaders from Mars, then Robocop, then Terminator. That's right. Then... That's right. A, a the secret of Nim. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually like in my mind, Secret of Nim is probably the scariest movie on that list. But as is why, and we haven't wa- we haven't watched them. But certain movies that scared me as a child 
don't have the same effect on on my kids. Other movies, you, I never you never know what's going to scare them, but certain ones like Gremlins or what have you that just destroyed me. My seven year old has no problem with. Are you serious? Gremlins yeah, terrified Gremlin. me. Yeah, me too. And they're fine. Yeah, they seem. I don't know. More sophisticated. They can tell when something's fake. I don't know. Maybe I've ruined them by exposing them to stuff their entire lives. Who knows? You, you know, it was downhill when when. Uh, your seven-year-old turns to you and went, but what about Spike's motivation? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we watched some crappy shark movie, and that did scare him. So you never know what's going to mess up your kids, but it's not going to be what you think it is. Well, I mean, shark's real world. They'll mess you up. That's true. I think that might be what it is. Yeah, part of it, yeah. Like, you know, do you remember the parts, the large marge in Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Terrified oh. me as a child. Both my kids were fine with it, as well as the clowns in that movie. They had no problem, but when I was young, terrified me oh yeah I, I read the book it and i could barely sit on a toilet for yeah a month. yeah yeah so it's a combination i have a i'm a giant wuss when it comes to these things but i can't <laughs> stop reading and watching them and my kids are just a little bit more sophisticated about that stuff well yeah i wonder if some of that stuff too is just comes from like um just the difference in effects like i mean yes. you gotta remember like when, when we look at these movies like et and and such like that like these were you know, still kind of in that groundbreaking level with the animatronics. Like, this was the reality, whereas now we go back and look at it, it's like, yeah, they look like boys. Yeah, yeah, I think but... it may be it's sort of like we think it's silly that people, when they saw that train film back in, you know, the uh, the turn of the century, they would run away from the screen because they thought a train was coming at them. It just, yeah. there's a certain level of sophistication and your eye yeah. gets trained to those things. Yeah, And I think E.T., I think... I think they would be, I think it's, you're right, they're sophisticated, the animatronics, but that movie is made so well and shot so well that I don't think there's any way when they see E.T. in the river, all pale, yeah. that they wouldn't be uh, completely yeah. messed up, like yeah. all of us were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Steven Spielberg makes a good movie that sort of transcends those things. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, it's like, I think it's like Jason and the Argonauts, like. We watched that. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And mean, the, like, the Medusa scene. Yeah, you get yeah. used to the those types of effects, or you're you're used to effects so much better than stuff like that. It's yeah. it's going to affect the how they're viewing it. It might also yeah, have I, to do with a better division as to what is real and what is um out there and fake. So if mm. if there's something more attached to reality, they'll probably be way more frightened, such as the sharks. So if you're mm -hmm. watching something that has like a messed up serial killer in it, they'll probably be scared by that. Whereas, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what were they? It was like gremlins, but not. You talking about, you're talking about critters? Critters, yeah. yeah. I, I Again, critters. Yeah, all very, pressured by the second one, extremely goofy, funny movies yeah. that terrified me as a yeah. child. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that these things reminded me a lot of critters, like the big sort of testicle monsters. Yeah, like a big, yeah. Like a yeah. big critter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, I'd like to revisit those movies as well sometimes, but terrifying. So if you want to scare your kids with gremlins, just start mm -hmm. filling your house with Furbies. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think you might be onto something. The real world stuff it sort of uh, attaches more to that. I think, uh, like we talk about, like seminal horror movies, like something like Halloween. That the reason why that struck not only is it a good, well-made, terrifying movie, but it takes place in the suburbs, mm. which is like if you're watching that movie, like a lot of these slashers take place in a 
like a like a camp or something like that or in a city or some mystical place. But if it's taking place in the suburbs and it could be anyone and we don't lock our doors, that's a terrifying premise. Yeah. So I think that probably translates to kids as well. Yeah, I think in that same realm, I don't remember seeing like the original uh, Halloween, but I think I saw Candyman too young. Mm. And that one really messed me up. They're remaking that yeah. one, apparently. Yeah, it's out it, now, is it, it not? It just came out. Yeah, mm. Nia, Nia Costa, Nia yeah. DaCosta. I can't remember the director. It looks good. They're using a lot of weird paper animation. I'm interested, but I am also terrified to watch it because the first one messed me up. <laughs> Completely yeah. messed me up, yeah. Just don't, so, don't say that name. Oh, don't say it yet. Don't say it. Don't think it. Just like the Beetlejuice? Bye Bye Man. Yeah, <laughs> Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for Invader... Invaders from Mars. Uh, as as far as it being scary in the eyes of a child, I still don't see it. Mm. Uh, like it, it had it would have to be something situational and very very specific to get me, even as a young person. Yeah. Um, if I if I were to give an arbitrary reading to that aspect of it, I'd probably because we're talking about gremlins, I would give it three out of eight gremlins of fright for a child's eyes. Yeah, I don't find it. I agree. What I was looking for is like why this ch- scared me as a child, but I, I don't I don't think it is scary for children. No. <laughs> Oddly enough, I'd put it in a four out of eight gremlins. Gremlins. I was going to say, I was going to give it about the, the four out of eight gremlins as well, because I can see things that I can jump away from as being scary. The overall feeling, no, but... Obviously, obviously, obviously this means I was the strongest of the kids. <laughs> I, could, I, I think I could show this to my kids and they'd be, they'd be fine. Yeah, yeah I was be. definitely scared by Labyrinth. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I think I could show my kids this and they'd be fine. Uh, Labyrinth, Bowie and his technical or package. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, we, it was scary the demon it woken inside me <laughs> I actually have a change of perspectives as far as the movie is now after talking to you guys I, I probably rate it much lower originally but now that I kind of see it more as a campy for campy's sake um, I appreciate it more than I did before yeah. I would agree I think uh, Devin was right that it yeah. is it seems rather intentional considering yeah. the pedigree that there's no way anyone would sort of do this on purpose unless they weren't paying attention. And it doesn't feel like anyone's not paying attention. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, as soon as I came to that conclusion, like all of my issues with the film just melted away. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, there's these things in any other movie, they'd be terrible, but no, this was so deliberate that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was one of my friends who mentioned it, Margo, that it feels like a child's bad dream. And once yeah. that clicked into place, the yeah. sort of structure and the way it flows makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, so- and if it's a child, sorry, a child's bad dream based on campy movies that they were exposed to, then I think it really locks in. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in this. So if someone knows this answer, leave it in the comments below. Uh, or in the discussion in our discord, but I'm wondering if someone were to analyze the various posters up on the wall, if there is like a real theme that he's pulling from, or even, I, th- I think I remember the movie that was playing on TV 
during this film was like related it, to something. It's Life Force. It's mm. Toby Hooper's other movie. His, oh, his okay. much better movie, uh, I think. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, well, that's a good one. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Yeah, but that one's. I think John Dykstra worked on that one too. Special effects. And the effects in that one are incredible. Truly incredible. Is an exploding zombie? Like you won't be disappointed. Honestly, I've been, I've been, no, I've been completely distracted since you mentioned Space Cowboys at the beginning of the recording. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all I want to watch now. Yeah, what's it called? That, that's Space Cowboys, isn't that the Clint Eastwood and Tommy Lee Jones movie? But then there's Dark Star, which is yeah, yeah Dark Star. Yeah, which yeah. is Carpenter's first movie and Dan O'Bannon, the writer's, I think, first movie too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was his first movie. Yeah, that one is well worth your time. It's weird. It was originally a student film that they expanded, but it's got a it's got a beach ball for an alien, and it's it's very. What if we've gone to space, and what if space is as boring as any other job you've had? Mm. And it's like, oh look, we discover a new planet. You want to name it? Nah, I don't care. Let's just keep going. Like it's <laughs> it's 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 a really it's Carpenter, so it's it's pretty uh, cynical. It's lovely though. You yeah. can see a lot of their genius sort of emerging in that movie well worth your time yeah, oh it's streaming anywhere it's his first movie carpenter's first movie too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just a couple i think they mm-hmm. i think they met each other in college and made that mm-hmm. movie and then they hated each other bannon o'bannon and carpenter had a falling out <laughs> they seem pretty uh, prickly particular dudes so who knows yeah very keen to having things their way i imagine yes i can well imagine i think that's a lot why carpenter did a lot of this stuff himself, music and all wise, is like whatever. I'm cheap and I can do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to argue with anyone else. Being able to like produce that perfect image of something you have in your head. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, it just it blows my mind to think of Carpenter making iconic like film scores because he wanted to do it inexpensively and just like ah, I'll just sit here for an hour and uh, there you go, Halloween. And like, and this is what people are going to listen to forever now like and th- countless uh artists whole bands are going to prop up about this type of music yeah. that he basically farted out in an afternoon chain smoking cigarettes because he needed to do it cheaply it's pretty incredible well, i mean it's, in his credit think... he probably also did it well hopped up on some type yeah. of yeah. perhaps something. yeah i think games actually did a lot of that too where it's just like i don't know i don't really know how to write music but i'm cheap like Silent Hill, the guy had no music really? background at all. Yeah. I hate it. As as sort of like a part-time creative, someone who does make music, <laughs> I struggle. I, I put I work really hard and to see someone who's naturally talented and just sort of does it infuriates me. <laughs> Absolutely infuriates me. <laughs> well, I mean like, but it's, that's a yeah. whole big subject too, because at that point you're reading towards something where when you're looking at it from almost a perfectionist eye versus someone who produced something that sound good and then just put it out there without overthinking it and things yeah. kind of get lost in that overthinking arc. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think having other artists to bounce off is a good way to not overthink it, but people who can do it by them, by themselves. Is pretty yeah. Impressive. Yeah. And I think like, especially when it comes to like, like I think when it comes to these soundtracks, it's having someone who's, doesn't necessarily know they just know what they've heard and know it sounds creepy mm-hmm. is what's going to lead to that so they just know that this tone is just giving me this feeling and they're not worried about the theory and and everything around it right 
I think that's all our filmmakers start too, as well. It's like I'm going to emulate the things I've been exposed to. Yeah, well, that, that's yeah. that. That was the whole thing with Lucas and Spielberg, and, and such as they they really changed the film genre before it was such a high scale thing. Or like, I don't know, this is what I've seen other filmmakers do. Yeah, yeah. They make iconic film with a real eye hmm. for a composition. What's well, it? It's so weird. Um, I'm just kind of like dwelling on this, throwing out like a horror movie soundtrack in an afternoon because that reminded me of the uh, the apprehension engine, that like custom horror movie instrument that's oh yeah, yeah like custom mistuned and mm-hmm. makes all the weird sounds. Mm. I think, and perhaps I'm oversimplifying. That was always sort of what I heard about Carpenter, that he can just sort of bang the things out. He's naturally talented. But also, you've got, as you say, the apprehension engine and all these tools now. I believe Carpenter's first synthesizer had wooden pegs. Like, to think of the equipment that he was working on, pretty uh, pretty uh, incredible, I think. If, if the, all the rumors I hear about him just sort of naturally just being able to do it. Which seems like it. The man knows... Seems quite telling. Hey guys, John Carpenter, pretty good. Yeah, he's all right. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, Biggs. He could do a thing. Yeah, he's yeah. got one or two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would like to say that this show is this movie is not shy in its effects. Mm. Uh, it, right out the gate, after we have seen the the kid and the father for a few minutes, they are showing us an alien shot, and it's incredible. It's a mix of so many different styles of special effects. <laughs> they're not shy right out the gate. Like Dyke shows, like it, they're, clearly they're putting the time in. So it, again, it just sort of leads more credence that th- this movie is extremely deliberate in yeah. the tone and the way it's presenting itself. Yeah, oh, I really like that ship design and just the design of everything around the aliens overall yeah the like yeah. potato monkey face shit yeah yeah that was so <laughs> weird yeah and it still looks like a fabric and lots of flashing lights oh it's just great it looks great it's like someone built it with their hands yeah very impressive imagine given the time someone probably did build it with their hands and then they just dropped yeah. down like a full like on a string, drop it down or a pan shot and then just splice yeah. them together. However that yeah. is. And all the composites are like really good, except for when they're walking through a few of the tunnels where it's, it does look like, like a doctor who episode. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Oh, Some of those tunnels I thought of like, um, you know, like going under roadways, you'll get like the metal tunnels. Yeah, I just saw that, and they just spray painted it with like sand color. I agree. It looked like pottery to me. Like they just had it on a wheel, like in the movie Ghost, and they yeah. just shot down it. So you see lots of fingerprints and what yeah. have you. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that's probably exactly what they did. Like get some type of like spray abrade or coarse spray foam, and then just went and got one of those pipes because yeah. it was like under a road too. Yeah. So it's probably legit shot on location and they just sprayed this thing. Yeah, yeah, and we cheat. We see it now on a like 1080p at HD and we can just see through some of these things that you just wouldn't see on an older TV, on a VHS copy, even really at the theater. We can sit here and uh, freeze frame everything and see it in, in perfect view, see everything, yeah. yeah especially like I'm, I'm sitting, you know, three feet away from a 32-inch screen, whereas 
back in the day we had what a like a, a 20 inch something that was across the room from us <clears throat> yeah exactly across the room but was still like 42 inches big because the box was just huge <laughs> <laughs> yeah it had a radio in it too yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And you've got that sort of warm distortion that comes with a VHS tape you've played a few times. So yeah, yeah. We're spoiled in the HD days. <laughs> it still works, though. Just throwing this out there, I remember when we got a, v, uh, a VCR that would automatically rewind after it got to the end of the tape. Uh -huh. that, I remember that switch over, and I was like, oh, it's the future. Exactly. <laughs> I'll never get better than this. I'll never have to pay those who didn't rewind fees again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh geez well with with that this has been beardy and the beast uh media club join us next time when we talk about the film silent hill revelations thank you so much for joining us jamie My pleasure thanks for having me no worries would like to have you again sometime even I had a lot of fun you want to show <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anything? Do I have any plugs yeah. or anything like that? Show yourself. Yeah, if you want, you can check out my band Heron. We play pretty abrasive sludge and doom. Just check for Heron Sludge on Spotify, where to have you. You'll find our music. You know, find it for free or pay for it. I don't care. Just listen. <laughs> if you enjoyed the cast, uh, give us a like, a subscribe, share us, but really just join us uh, in the discussion. The comments are at our Discord. I guess that's it. Have a great day. Thanks. We're good on this. <laughs>